They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. Oh, even in my heart, I see you're not being true to me. Deep within my soul, my soul, I feel, I feel nothing's like it used to be. Sometimes I wish I could turn back time. Impossible as it may seem But I wish I could So bad mm, Baby Baby Quit playing games with my heart With my heart With my heart My heart My heart I should have known from quit start We ought to quit while we're ahead Quit playing games with my heart Look, Leslie our guest today is Leslie M, and we have, you know, she's got this incredible book named Swagger. We had to bring, we had to bring the boy band Swagger. Was that Swagger? I don't know, but we're wearing skinny jeans, and and that's as close as we got. Welcome everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Thank you for joining us on Thoughts That Rock, mm-hmm. where we are wearing skinny jeans and showing our swagger today. That sounds wrong. Uh, this is a podcast that shows our two pieces. Shows, shows what? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, we will mom, edit the, that out. The skinny jeans has got me off, uh, uh, just completely thrown. Uh, we exchange two pieces of life changing advice. That's what we do. We share it. You take it. Your life changes. Ta da! Game over. Game exactly. over. That's right. We try and do it in a half an hour, but you know, we do. it's probably more like forty minutes. Whatever. This particular episode, like many others, mm-hmm. sponsored by Certified Rockstar. That they is sound amazing. Our, they, they're incredible. If best, you ever get a chance, like the best, the top of the line leadership training program in the country. That's word on the street. That's what I heard. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, you should go and check those guys out at CertifiedRockstar.com. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. World class speakers. I heard. That's what that's what they say. <laughs> this podcast supports Cannibal Kids Cancer. Oh, yeah. Um, listen, they're an amazing organization. If you know anything about this show, you know we have supported them from day one, and you need to go check them out at CannibalKidsCancer.org. If you like the show. I do. Like us. If you like us. Yes. You should <laughs> go and give this a review. We've got quite a few reviews. We do. Most of them favorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that aren't, there's nothing we can do, really. I was drinking coffee. I'm going to spit that you, out. I'm sorry. <laughs> now Most I need of to go them are favorable. Reviews. Just go and leave a quick review. Five stars. If you've got a little bit of extra time, go ahead and throw a word or two in there for us telling us how much you love us. We'd really appreciate it. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. And listen, we know how busy you are. And just finding a moment to step away and get a little bit of leadership wisdom, you know, we understand what that's like. They're yep. hard to come by, right? True. And, and you're probably super busy. Yep. Which is why it doesn't really even matter to us what you're doing right now. Does not. For instance, I don't know, you could be making your own hand sanitizer. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you're installing a ceiling fan. 
Maybe you're watching the video footage on your home ring service. <laughs> you're still laughing about hand sanitizer. <laughs> that was such a gross noise for hand sanitizer. That's what it sounds like when you go into a restaurant and you this, the big, this show is sterilized <laughs> completely. Listen, we just want to be the 30 minutes or 40 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do this. Let's do it. Rock all <laughs> Our guest today is one of our absolute favorites. It's been far too long. Mm -hmm. Leslie M., who is a spectacular keynote speaker, coach, and author of Swagger Unleash, Everything You Are and Become Everything You Want, which comes out in May. Love that. Leslie, we could not be happier to have you on Thoughts That Rock. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, when we say it's been too long, I, I would like to reiterate, it's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> so so truth be told, uh, Leslie is one of my uh, inner circle, uh, solid rocks uh, I can call and bitch and moan to. And she is there to not just only accept it, but um, she knows how to deal with me. <laughs> is it usually about me, which is a problem? Not usually. Oh, okay. Um, but... Uh, uh, honest to God, one of the most important people in my life. And, and uh, I just, I, I could not be happier that you are here. So thank you for that. I want to point, we're going to go over a couple of highlights, but like, honestly, we could do a whole show on the highlights. Just on her background. Yeah. Um, we're going to point you to the, to the show notes for the full bio. So please check that out. But a couple of quick things. She's a former TV host and advertising creative director. The TV host part has got just loads of stuff in there, so yep. make sure we look at that. Uh, spent decades traveling the globe with her award-winning company, Combustion, uh, working with executives and teams from top organizations like Google and Disney and Pepsi and Uber. Never heard the of them. The list goes on. Uh, she now devotes much of her time working as a, quote, swagger coach, which I love, and honestly, her book changed my opinion uh, with regards to swagger and we can talk about that some yeah uh, but she's also a passionate amateur boxer and fighter for good oh i see what you did there you like that yeah that's yeah. cool she is uh i mean listen if you how do you not love her to begin with but then you know she can kick your ass it, yeah like it makes her that much more attractive and scary <laughs> yes both <laughs> She's on the she's on the call, you know. Uh, I'm sorry. She's here. Oh, is she here? Yes, she could hear me. I know. We're talking about her. I'm just listening. I just keep going, guys. This is great. This is great. Give me the whole show. You just talk about me. I'll just give you. A you know, um, she could have a shirt that says "Just Beautiful Badass," and yes. it would be an accurate shirt, right? So maybe we need to send her that. One of us is is revved up. The other one's scared to death. <laughs> yes. You, you know, I think that's an appropriate that's yes. an appropriate reaction. Um, we are not going to do the traditional thing that most podcasts do with diving deep into, you know, talk to us about, you know, the relationship you had, um, when you were three, we are going to just dive right to that juicy nugget of advice that you are bringing to our audience. So the floor is yours, Leslie. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock. Number one. My thought that rocks is. Why not you? Mm. Ooh, now I like it. I love. Listen, you can't you can't be a swagger coach and not have a quote like this. So talk to us. Where, where does this context? Where does it come from? 
Well, I was really, really fortunate to have been raised by uh, a pretty epic mother. I mean, epic parents, but in particular, my mother, who really, really celebrated exactly who I was and did not tell me to be anything other than the freak that that I was growing up (laughs) and to embrace and fly that freak flag high. She also created a sense of possibility in everything. So, excuse me, when my sister and I were were growing up, any time we wanted something, we wanted to be something or have something, she would look at us and say, why not you? And and then she would wait for the answer. Mm -hmm. So we would have to come up with a really strong rationale for why we were not entitled or, or good enough or whatever it was to have or do or be this thing. And after a while, you started to realize, well, there's actually nothing standing in my way other than my own self-limiting beliefs. And it it ranged from everything. I mean, I remember my sister once saying, she was maybe like seven years old or something. She's older than me. And she said that she wanted pizza one night. My mother said, all right, well, why not you? You want to order pizza? There's the phone. Order pizza. And that was back in the day when the phone was attached to the wall mm-hmm. with a little twisty cord. Yes. You know? And my sister had to pull up a chair and stand on the chair and make the call. And she was talking about all the reasons, you know, they're not going to believe me because I'm a kid and all the rest of it. And my mother said, well, that's your job. And she had to convince the pizza guy that, uh, that she was legit ordering pizza and followed the whole thing through. And then sure enough, you know, whatever it was, a half an hour later, the pizza showed up. And my mother said, you see, why not you? And that stretched to every dream that we have. When I said, I want to be a singer, I want to be this, I want to have that. She would just say to me, why not you? And it has been a theme that has run through my entire life. It it is so key to, to shutting down that negative voice in your head. Because if you want something bad enough, you're going to fight back against that voice. Mm-hmm. So it's going to talk crap to you and say, well, you can't because you're like, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. I disagree with that. That is not a fact. That yeah. is a, you know, a bullshit inner voice thing. And I'm not buying in. So it allowed me to pursue absolutely freaking everything that I dreamt of in my life. And although I didn't succeed perhaps to the limit, limit uh, that limit that my imagination had, I still got to do the most incredible stuff. And when I decided it was enough, I decided it was enough. I didn't let the world decide whether it was enough, ever. Well, I think that, I mean, my guess is you would agree that, I mean, you sort of are this multi-hyphenate renaissance woman who has, honestly, the ability to be really good at a lot of things. Um, What You know, and, and it, honestly it spans back to that time I think with with your mother encouraging you do you think that that is sort of what what's made you have that ability to to be able to sort of go across platform no matter what you try um, you sort of enter it with a level of confidence that um, you belong there and it's not something that maybe you shouldn't do well I don't know if I would use the word confidence because Confidence is based on competence, mm. and and you you only really get get legit confidence if you have proven to yourself that you can you have done the thing over and over and over again, and you kind of know what you're doing. That is what what manifests as confidence, in my opinion. And I mean, we know that that 
everyone says they want confidence, but if they don't have that basis of confidence, they feel super lost. Yeah. So I switch it over to self-belief. It's not about confidence. It's about self-belief. Yeah. Self-belief is just that unerring kind of faithful feeling that no matter what happens, you can jump off that cliff and you will not die. You might, you might, you know, you might drop, you might bounce, you might hit a few things on the way down. You, you know, things might happen, but at the end of the day, you're not going to die. So, so you then say, well, what have I really got to lose and why not me? That's the way that I, that I looked at life. It was the, the thing of, well, if you don't ask for it, you don't get it. If you don't go for it, you can't do it. And you've got to be prepared to be perfectly you know, imperfect and messy going in because most of the time you have no freaking idea what you're doing. But the only way you're going to develop that confidence is by going through it, developing confidence and then going, Oh, I know how to do this. And then understanding what, what things that you've learned are transferable. What can you take anywhere and everywhere? And for me, the the key has been, I am a hundred percent me every time I show up for everything that I do. So I learned to trust that who I am is the transferable skill. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this idea, this thought, confidence is based on competence. Uh, you're only allowed one thought that rocks yeah. on this show. I don't think she understands our concept. We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Too much goodness. <laughs> That is such a fantastic way to put it, right? Because I think that people look at confidence in a very different way than you just described that. And they don't sort of qualify it with competence. And I think that when we move into the area of self-belief, belief doesn't require proof. That's why it's belief. Um, That's right. And so I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I totally understand now where you believe that swagger is something that that can be developed, right? It it, it is something that uh, for me, I I always look coming from the music world and and you know two decades as a rock star, I sort of always had the idea that you either have that swagger or you don't, and and that's that end of conversation, <laughs> and and trying mm-hmm. to teach somebody swagger. Um, I didn't. I don't know that I believed prior to reading your book that it would be authentic. It would be a show. It would be like teaching an actor to play a part. It wouldn't actually be mm. real. Oh no! Opposite. Yeah. Opposite. Yeah. And and you're. Uh, you know, listen. You know me well enough to know that I'm a stubborn son of a bitch, and um, getting me to change my mind is something that is a can be a monumental task, as Jim knows as well. <laughs> um, but uh, I have to tell you that that the book really made me change my mind, um, and and honestly gave me new. I, I understand why you love swagger coaching so much because to unleash that part of somebody is such a powerful thing to experience. Um, and them having the belief that it's possible um, literally changes what's possible for them in their life. So I, I kudos to you for changing this uh, old dog's mind, which <laughs> was my pleasure. You know, somebody's got to. It should be the right. dirty it, job. It should be the quote <laughs> on the front of the book is where it should, you know, get rid of whoever you thought it should be. It should be 
you change Brant's mind and half the world goes, holy shit. Hey, it takes a village. It can't just be me. Leslie has to come in over the top. Let me define what I call swagger. Because, you know, most people, when you say the word swagger, they think of it as being this external, fronty persona, you know, crotch first. Assless chaps. Yeah. Yeah, assless chaps, that that badass, that money, that all that attitude arrogance thing. And that is not the kind of swagger I'm talking about. Swagger, in my definition, is the ability to manifest who you really are and hold on to it in the face of all that psychological crap that's going to come for it, regardless of situation or environment. Mm. So it means that you develop that inner sense of badass and nobody can take it from you. Because it is, it is inherent to you and your mm. own version of this. So you can be an introvert or quiet or gentle. You could be loud and, and, and showy. You could be an extrovert. You can be somewhere in between. You can be intellectual. You can be, you know, um, you could be creative. You can be anything that you legitimately are. And that qualifies as your swagger. And the, the, the hard part, the trick is, to never let anyone who's coming at you from, from the, the world, be it, be it a situation or environment, be it work or when you're in front of a certain kind of person or, or you know, subject to hierarchy or status or all that crap, that it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You, can, you, you look at the world and you say, okay, you do you, boo, and I'm going to me, and we're all good here. But you cannot take – the power buffet is not open. You're not entitled to come snacking. At my power buffet. <laughs> you know how people, you know, like when you go to that, the big, the amazing Chinese food buffet that has more things than a person could ever consume? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is what, what our swagger is. It's all of these delicious tidbits that make up who we are. And, um, and the bigger our buffet is, the more people want to come snacking at it because we're delicious. <laughs> and they will try and eat up our tidbits in order to, to fill their you know, power sources. And it's often people who don't have a ton of personal power themselves that come snacking. And we can't let them come snacking. We have to close those shutters and let them see the beautiful buffet, but they can't even reach their hand through the bars and get like one little piece or one little spring roll or one little piece of sushi. Not available to you, my friend. I can choose to share my energy and my love and my passion with you, but you do not get to deplete me. That is not possible. It's like COVID and rules. that's key to what's under. It's, yeah. it's COVID rules. <laughs> right. The power buffet we is like COVID. to you, but you get your damn dirty fingers out of my buffet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know? I'll waft my gorgeous scent all over you. But, you know, look, look but do not touch. That is, the, that is the swagger. That is the swagger rule. And it's totally, totally learnable, doable, but it is not a switch that gets flipped. It is a journey, an ongoing journey. And there will be stuff that will block your swagger from the world, mm. for sure. Yep. But that's what that's what I talk about in the book. It's, it, it's the systematic process. And, and it begins with the self-awareness, this understanding of what's holding me back and where am I getting stuck? Because yeah. if you know where you're getting stuck, you can focus on that and work through it systematically as opposed to just this, this sensation of being overwhelmed and that, and that the world is holding you back and all of this stuff and you're trapped who you really are is trapped inside and you can't figure out how to get it out into the world. Because trust me, when you start to release your swagger, 
people lose their freaking mind. Mm. They lose their mind. Everybody I've worked with over the countless years has said, oh, my God, everything has changed. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, they go for it. (laughs) This is who you really are. And when people see it, their hair moves. They go, what happened to you? Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I hope people really check out your book. It's, you know, Brant knows that I'm, I'm such a huge believer that everything is learned behavior. And so, you know, I, I think I love this quote. I think it's somewhat Freudian because your mom here has, you know, given you this, this awesome, you know, nugget of wisdom that stuck with you. You know, it's, it's really the impetus of whether it's, you know, it starts with confidence, it gets to swagger. It really is the start of all that. When she tells you, why not you, you know, all of a sudden you're empowered to to go out and, and do whatever, whether it's, you know, your career, your life goals, your relationships, what, whatever it is. And, you know, it reminds me, our good friend, Kat Cole Brandt, who, you know, the former group president of Focus Brands, good friend of ours, who, you know, she regularly from the stage says, why not me and why not now? You know, hers is even more targeted that says, why can't it be you? And and it reminds me even when I was first deciding to become a speaker, you know, there's naysayers out there in, in our world. You're going to have some people that are like, what you're, you're going to go talk for a living yeah. and people are going to pay you money. Like I had some of my best friends, even, you know, yeah. an ex-wife who said, you know, <laughs> how are we, how are you going to survive doing this? And yeah. you kind of have to have that swagger mindset that this idea, like what your mom said, Leslie, which is why not you? You know, somebody does that for a living. If you've got the goods, you know, maybe you need to develop it. Some people, they actually can build that skill set. I, I guess this is my question because I just, you've got so many awesome truth bombs. What do you do for, as part of the swagger coach, the work that you do, what advice do you have for people who really do struggle with, like Brant said, with this self-belief or doubt or maybe even imposter syndrome, right? How do you develop the swagger and think, yeah, why not me? Like they can build and develop that. What, what kind of advice do you give them? Well, uh, what, I, what I try and do is to expose that bullshit inner saboteur to the light because that voice has been talking to you since day one. And there's a lot of people in this world who did not have the benefit of the kind of parents that I had yep. and who actually planted those seeds when they were little, they would say, Oh, don't, don't wish for too much or know your place in this world. Or, you know, we don't do that. That's not us. We are not those people or do something respectable and all that shit that, that parents will say, even with the best intentions. And that, that, that takes root in our brains and starts to define everything that, that we are. So I, I want to, to, that voice that is speaking to you, that is that self-limiting voice, the, the voice of, of inner criticism and inner inner sabotage. I want to expose it to the light because if we if we don't, you know, expose it for the charlatan that it is, we can't deal with it. So one of the exercises that I do with people is something I call "Dear Loser," and what I ask them to do is to write a letter to themselves from their inner saboteur and to like really go for it. I mean, get ugly, get disgusting, give it a voice. You know, mine, mine sounds like the voice of the Grinch. That's what I, I just give it that, you know, dear loser, how dare you think that you could do this thing and like, and really go for it. And it's a, it's a very emotional and very cathartic experience. And once they've done that, I get them to read it back to me. And we take everything that's been said and I go, okay, so that's everything that voice is saying to you. Cool. 
Now we're going to mess it up because I want you to now take that letter and write a rebuttal that goes line by line by line. But you're not going to use supposition and opinion. You're going to use fact because that inner saboteur does not like fact. It likes all this bullshit that you've allowed to accumulate over the years. And when you start start beating it down with fact, it's sort of it's like throwing, you know, throwing water on the wicked witch of the west. I'm melting, I'm melting. And you break it down, you say, you know, the voice says, you do not have the experience it takes to do. And you go, oh, wait a second. I've been doing this thing for the past 10 years. I've received this award. I've been recognized for this. And my colleagues think I'm fantastic. Boom, mic drop. Bring on, what's the next line? And you just break it down line by line. Mm. And I get them to put that on paper. So now they have a factual rebuttal to that. And then I get them to condense it. I want you to I say, I want you to condense it down to like a statement or a mantra or a rhyme or something, you know? And and that's gonna be the thing that you are gonna use to stop that voice in it tra- in its tracks whenever it just starts to squeak. So um, I had one client who said, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a believer, never lever, uh, never deceiver. That was how she reduced her thing. So as soon as the voice would go, you don't, yes, wait a second. I am a believer, never lever, <laughs> never deceiver. Take that. And you just keep doing it. You keep breaking it down. And over time, what happens is the voice just can't get traction anymore. And you are literally recording it over with something positive because that voice in your head will play unless you record over it. You can't just say, I'm going to silence it. It's not possible. Our, our psyche talks to us. Let's give it something better to say. And let's use proof to do that. And it, it is the foundation of so much. And it takes a little time. But if you keep doing it, you start realizing that your inner talk track is now your freaking hype man. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. I love that Leslie just gave us a free mastermind. That is like gold. Uh, So I am, can I just tell you what's running through my head right now? And Leslie, you and I are going to talk about developing this. (laughs) Uh, This, uh, when you talk about exposing it to the light, the first thing I thought about is, you know, that, that inner saboteur is a, is a vampire, right? Like Mm -hmm. that, it, it sucks the life out of you. And I just, yes. I had that vision of exposing it to the light when you, you know what happens when you expose mm-hmm. vampires to the light, right? And so they sparkle. Yeah. yeah they sparkle just like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> This is what I have to deal with. You understand that? Yes. So, uh, but, but this idea and this, this, this act of not just, I love the rebuttal and, and hitting it with facts, but then burning that friggin' letter Dear, the dear loser letter mm-hmm. as that symbolic gesture of not, oh, th- yeah. this isn't yeah. going to happen again. Right. It's such a powerful yeah. exercise to sort of not just, you have the thing that you need to hold on to and move forward, but you can burn that part of your past that you don't want to ever sort of look well, yeah, at again. Cause it's, it's so infused with shame. Yeah. You know, it's like, we, we don't want anyone to think that we could possibly believe these things about ourselves. And we feel so ashamed and shame is the worst. Yep. Shame is the the most um, muzzling quality because it, it, we keep it inside because we don't want people to know. And when we keep it inside, 
We can't heal from it. We can't, we can't get rid of it. We can't expunge it or exercise it. Yep. And so when we do this, I go, let's do it. Like, come on, let's do it with gusto. And part of it, part of that is, is taking the, taking the shame out of it, taking the negativity out of it. I also am the first person to admit all of the things that I, that I ask of um, the people that I work with. I go, look, I've gone through this myself. I would never ask someone to do something that I haven't done myself because yep. I need to know how it feels because I am massively imperfect. I mean, on so many levels, but I just freaking say it out loud. I yeah. just say it out loud. Like I'm a shit show today or I'm a mess or I'm so, I can't, oh, that's going to be hard or eBay. I'm so nervous about this or whatever. That's human. Yeah. That's human, but you need to have the counterbalance to it. That's that's the key is to have that thing that comes in and you cannot rely on the world to give it to you because right. people only give a shit about themselves at the end of the day. That's pretty much how we operate for as much as our good intention is. We will all protect ourselves first. Yeah. And so I cannot rely on the, the world to validate me because that's that's putting my validation in the hands of this very subjective thing. I need to be able to self-validate and that any kind of external validation I get is like bonus. It's candy. Woo! You know, <laughs> sprinkle your little juju all over me. And I, but I have enough, I have an internal juju maker. So I, can, I can feed myself the candy. Yes. That's the key, right? Well, I think the work that you're doing is, is brilliant. And again, it helps people that maybe have that self-doubt, that self-belief. It Actually, Brian, it sets up perfectly for our thought, which I think will resonate really well with, with Leslie. What was our thought that rocks this week? How do you talk about self-doubt and swagger without talking about Peter Pan? Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> of course. I can fly, baby. <laughs> I believe I could fly. Okay, listen. We're not going to break out There is no R. Kelly allowed on this freaking program. That no. shit's got to get canceled no. right now. Forbidden. Forbidden. You got three singers on the show. How That's can right. you not have that? Back into the darkness. Back into the closet. Okay. Speaking of vampires. That's right. It's no joke. So our thought that rocks is uh, from J.M. Barry. Thoughts that rock number two from the great Peter Pan and it's this the moment you doubt whether you can fly you cease forever to be able to do it and I think that um, why this stood out to us so much Leslie is just it's sort of that we don't understand I think or give credence to the amount of power that that doubt can have in our lives if we give that if we give that power away, um, and how mm-hmm. much it affects us for our ability to believe in anything else moving forward. And so, I, I'm just curious to know, like, what is your thought with regards to to this idea of doubt not just stopping you in the moment, but ceasing to for I love this to cease to forever to be able to do it like that that casting that really long shadow over what you think is possible well my my analogy comes from something way way less you know lofty than than Peter Pan it comes from the Bugs Bunny cartoon remember back in the day old school you had the coyote and the roadrunner oh yeah Mm -hmm. and the the scene every single time was you know, Roadrunner drops the bait, Coyote starts to chase Roadrunner, and inevitably it's up one of those kind of, you know, 
brown little mountain that has yes. the, the pathway carved in, into it up the mountain. And you got the roadrunner going at like this massive cliff, right? It's taking those corners like, a, you know, like a race car driver and stuff. And it's way ahead. And the coyote is booking, trying to keep up with the roadrunner. And every time it takes a hard left, it gets harder and harder for the coyote to follow. And inevitably, as it gets, as the roadrunner gets close to the top of the mountain, it doesn't make the hard left and it goes right off the side mm-hmm. of the mountain. And yes. it's hanging in midair. The question is, when does the coyote fall? Right. So when does the coyote fall? Uh, well, usually it's a second to realize that the the floor that the, he's gone off the edge. He looks down and sees that he is now. He falls in the valley in, in the in air. The crevice, then right? it's the puff of smoke, and down he goes. Yeah, off the cliff. Yes, beautiful. The key phrase here is when he looks down. Mm. Yeah. Don't look down Mm. it is the most simple fundamental secret to life don't freaking look down because here's here's the thing i want you to imagine when you're when you're taking a step off the side of that cliff okay if you believe that a little walkway a little bridge is revealing itself directly under your feet you can take step after step after step but when you look down, it looks like there is no walkway in front of you because it's right underneath your foot. And if you take that step forward, the next piece of walkway is going to reveal itself directly under your foot. But if you if you stop and look down, first you're going to get paralyzed because you're going to get terrified that some for some reason that next step is not going to reveal itself or that that lack of belief is going to cause you to go over the edge. So I just keep my keep my you know vision straight forward and say this is the goal, this is my path, this is what I want, this is what I deserve. This is what I deserve to go after, not what I deserve to have, but what I deserve to go after. Because there's a million factors that can stop you from achieving your goals, but I'm going to give myself the best shot possible. So eyes front, looking at the horizon of possibility, and you take one freaking step after another and you learn to love the feeling of the ground revealing itself underneath you like look at me i'm still here i'm still look like i'm in midair meanwhile i could feel that it's solid under under my under my feet that's a beautiful beautiful feeling and that just makes you want to go after anything and everything so it's a great picture to have in your head it is it is it's actually an amazing way to look at it i mean you can certainly look at the quote itself and just say, you know, the, the moment you start to doubt that you can fly, you're going to cease to be able to do that. It, it's a little bit like, you know, the old Henry Ford uh, quote, you know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, it, impossible becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. And if you sort of take that advice that you're saying, Leslie, which is believe that you can't don't look down, just keep moving forward and you'll, you'll get past it. I, you know, maybe I've got this one question and maybe this is a little bit too broad around society. And I, I was just thinking about it when I was looking at the quote, you know, even in this pandemic, you know, that leads to so many issues right now around mental health. And I hear people talking about wellness issues and those are real things. Do you feel like, and this is a question for you, Leslie, do you feel like maybe with just, I don't know, the advent of social media and what's going on in society and the political landscape and, and the Gen Z can-do mindset, I guess you could look at it both ways. Do you think confidence and maybe even swagger 
you know, is it allowing people to now stick to their beliefs and they can be more vocal about their opinions and they can build on that, that swagger, if you will, or, you know, do you still have a lot of people that have self doubt that that's sort of, it's more prevalent today than ever before. Which of these do you think we as a society are sort of moving toward? I think there's a 50, 50 going on here because social media is just shit. Yeah. It's shit. We all need it. Especially we in the in the the game of self promotion, we we need it to build our brand and so on and so forth. But we expose ourselves to so much criticism and bullshit that you have to have a pretty strong constitution to just let you know let it roll off you. And and the the standards that are being set on social media are such bullshit, unattainable standards to begin with. People either do not speak their truth, and everything that they do is a complete fallacy and it's bullshit, and we all buy into it. Or on the other hand, people do speak their truth and everybody celebrates the fact that thank you for, for speaking out or thank you for, you know, exposing that, that, that situation or that feeling or that state of being. And so we've got these two messages kind of in conflict. One is saying fake everything, Photoshop everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, curate your life to make it look, look like it's perfect. On the other side, we're saying speak your freaking truth because that's what draws you towards, towards people. And I think. I think it, there's you sitting in the middle and which one you gravitate to is going to be based on your own sense of uh, security or insecurity. Yeah. And I, I do really, um, I believe so, so strongly that, that we are too, too, too caught up in this notion of, <clears throat> of failure and what failure means. We are so conditioned to be terrified of failure. And nobody stops to say, uh, wait a second, can we reframe this thing called failure? Because there are so many things in this life that cannot be achieved without the embracing and even seeking of failure. Mm-hmm. Because what we learn from quote unquote failure is the thing that makes us smarter and, and better and more capable to do the thing again or next or, or ongoing. And anybody who is, is paralyzed or is in a state of, of um, trying to resist failure or avoid failure, you end up paralyzed by definition. Because you can't do anything big. I mean, you think about, about um, the brain loves certainty. So if you are afraid of failure, all you're going to do is stuff that has been tested and proven in the past because you're following some set plan for it. It's like, this is what's worked for everybody, so I'm just going to follow this because I'm terrified of deviating lest I fail. But if that's the, the case, you're never going to be able to do anything new or different. It's not possible. You've got to take that flyer to do to do or think or be or believe anything new and different. So you've got to decide what, what you want for yourself and then find the, the places in the world where that is celebrated. One of the, the, the weird side benefits of the, the pandemic is that we're all getting a little peek into people's real lives. Yeah. And we're getting to, we're, we're in their living rooms, we're seeing their kids, we're hearing their stories, we're asking different questions about their mental health and their well being, and we're learning how to ask better questions and be better at listening to the answers and responding to them. And there is a there is a, a real a real you know equalizing going on of humanity to say you know we're all we're all the same 
you can't outsmart this thing. Mm -hmm. You can't out money this thing. You can't out attitude this thing. It is real. And we have to accept each other in this, in this process. Yeah. So I think it's a very messy time, but it's, but right now is the time for authenticity. I think authenticity is ruling. Swagger is ruling. And, uh, and we are, we are more free. I don't want to say we have more permission because permission comes from the inside, not the outside. Screw that. Yeah. We, we, we have this, this greater sense that I can speak my truth and people are going to have more time for it, more yeah. compassion for it. Um, you know, I, I think that that's where we're going. Uh, and I love that. Uh, I love that. And I really, you know, my message to everybody is do not ever believe that all the shit that you see on social is in any way, shape, or form true if it's not messy and flawed in any consistent kind of way. Yeah, It's just not possible, you know? And the other thing is something I just posted the other day, which is when you look out into the world and say, oh my God, all these people are so great and they're so amazing and they're so wonderful, the likelihood is they're thinking about you the exact same way, yeah. except you're just not open to that message. I think, it, well, I'm glad you said that. And earlier when Brant was, was really just giving so much praise to the work that you do, because with you defining the difference between swagger and confidence, I think if you go back a couple of years, you know, take social media out of it, but certainly all the things that we talk about here, people had a little bit of a giddy up. They can hide behind their computer. They can spout out whatever they want to. They're a little bit more confident than I remember people being, you know, 15, 20 years ago because of all these things, the pandemic has certainly changed a lot of us. But I think, again, the work that you do and helping people understand if they didn't have the luxury of these great role models, you know, teachers and your parents and whatever, you know, you're able to help them out with the work that you do. But I was just, you know, my question was really about, do you think people are more confident than ever before? Or do you think there's a lot of this you know, again, this, this imposter syndrome, this self-doubt that's in the back of people's heads. And I just think, you know, you're brilliant with the things that you do to help people reveal that and attack that. Um, I, I, I just, you know, not really a question now. It's just more of a comment saying you're just, you're a badass. We love that. Oh, thank you. You know what? I'm surprised um, that the, just how, uh, how pervasive the imposter syndrome is. That's part of what, what made me sort of um, part of what made me write my book because I was out into the world and I was working with the top organizations and the top people in the top organizations. It doesn't get me more badass on paper than that. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, if you're a, you know, <clears throat> a VP at Google or if you're, you know, an SVP at PepsiCo or what, you know, whatever you might be or, you know, an award-winning advertising creative director or whatever, and then you start to work with these people and you realize that all of them, every single one, bar none, does not feel that who they are authentically is really enough to allow them to succeed. They, they think that they cannot be their authentic selves and, and continue to experience success. So they're trapped in this paradigm of their own making and they feel like shit. I, I blew my mind that people, again, from the outside, what you, what you think is someone whose who's accomplishments speak for themselves and so on and so forth, are in crisis and they are riddled with insecurity and, and you know, the imposter syndrome is alive and well. And when I realized that this was so, so, so consistent, I, I said, I'm, I'm, I've got to reframe everything that I do and focus just on, on that. 
because that is the key to success. Because over the course of coaching or, or training or whatever it might be, when you started to help them to manifest who they really were and show it to people as a kind of a testing ground, because I was saying to them, dude, you're wrong. Your superpowers lie in revealing who you really are, because then you cannot be duplicated. We are 100% unique. And as you know, it's, it's a great thing that you were saying to Jim, it's like as a speaker and stuff, the only way to succeed is by doing you 100%. Mm-hmm. Because then you are literally incomparable, which means you know you cannot be compared to. So if you do you, you're incomparable. And I try to encourage these people to to step so much further and deeper into who they really were and use their whole experience as a way to to manifest in a more po- powerful way. And then they would see the reaction that people would have to them, and they'd go, "Holy shit!" Like. I, I said this or I did this or I, I spoke out on this or whatever. And the reaction was mind blowing. I'm like, yeah, because that was you in your place of, <laughs> of swagger, you know? Yeah. And, and it is when you start to realize what that, what that power base is, you never want to go back. You, you don't want to go back into that person. You're out. You're free to do your thing. Yeah. The power buffet is closed. That's right. <laughs> power buffet is closed, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I you know, I, I say a lot that when you realize you're one of a kind, you realize that there is no competition. And, and, um, I think it's, it's just so in line with everything that you just said. I, if people really want to continue to follow you, which we would highly recommend so that when they are feeling that imposter syndrome, uh, and they can't jump on clubhouse for a four hour conversation, (laughs) uh, that they have to devote (laughs) their time to, uh, how, how can they, continue to sort of follow your work, the book, where, where can people get in touch? Oh, I'm on all the places and I'm just in social media. Meanwhile, I'm like all of them, like spread like peanut butter over, <laughs> over social media. You can, you can find me on Insta at, at Leslie M speaks. And I try to post something to, as a swagger booster, just about, just about every day. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Leslie M. You can check out more about the book at swaggerthebook.com, which will take you deep into Leslie M. land. Uh, I am on Clubhouse every Monday at 4 uh, EST. we got a Swagger Collective going on there. And we invite you, please come and speak your truth. Just get up on stage and blow your truth all over everybody. We're so there for it. <laughs> yes. um, we, uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. If you, if you come to swaggerthebook.com, you can also join the Swagger Collective. And what you're going to get is the first chapter of my book, Wait to Wait. Nice. And you're also going to get a proof of swagger assessment. So check out how, where, where do you sit on the swagger scale right now? How deep, how deep and alive and profound is your swagger? You'll get a swagger score, which is kind of awesome. Um, and, and then, of course, the book is coming out May 10th. So I would love it if you if you checked out the book. I I believe you know in, in true swagger. That's a true swagger statement. I believe that this book will have the power to change people's mindset. Listen, if it worked on Brant Menzoir, yes. it's going to work on the world. It can work on anybody. That's a baseline. That's a baseline of acceptance. It takes you a know? village, but it that's, works. That's an accurate statement. <laughs> I believe I can fly. No, enough with that. Not no. now. This is not the time. Yeah. No. Well, listen, you know uh, uh, how much we love you. You know how, how important you are to me in my life. I can't thank you enough for joining us for this episode of Thought. Thought? She gave us more She gave than us one. many, yes. Thoughts that rock. And um, thank you so much for everything. Uh, listen, guys, my life would not be as rich and delicious 
without having both of you in it. So I'm just grateful that you guys exist. And I know that there are countless people who who agree with me. And that's those, those are li- your little uh, jujus and jelly beans of external validation <laughs> nice. for the day. All the candy. All the candy. Well, listen, I'm about to go barf my truth all over Jim. So... <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Just, just sift through it for the good chunks, <laughs> Yes, yes, chunk. yes. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Rock love on. Bye bye. Hey, rock stars! Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote. Contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!